first day of the holidays was bliss. No school for three weeks. Perfect. Justin picked me up at 8 a.m. He knocked on the door, and Mom was quicker than me to answer it. Hello, Justin, she said. Hello, Grace, Justin said. Is Rose ready? Yes, she's coming down now. Mom knew this even without checking. She could hear me rushing to put my hair in a bun and then jumping down the stairs two at a time. Oh, okay, this is for you, Justin said with his crooked smile. I reached the door in time to see him hand Mom a white tulip. He had a second one in his hand, which he passed to me as I walked out the door. Mom just stood there with a little smile on her face, staring at the flower for a minute. Then she snapped out of her trance and said, Do you have your purse and the emergency phone? Yes, bye, I said as I kissed her cheek and waved goodbye to her. Justin and I walked casually down the driveway. We hopped into his mother's four-wheel drive. I said hi to Paige, and then we were on our way. I couldn't help but think how cute it was that Justin had thought of a tulip for my mom. How was your night? Justin asked. It was okay, I said. I'm really worried about Josie, though, I admitted. She isn't handling everything very well, is she? Justin asked. No, we've been trying to work with her, to get her to stand up to Ashley, I said. But she hasn't been able to yet, and I just really don't want them to walk all over her like they do. Has she told her parents? Justin asked. I wondered whether she had. I don't think so. Her parents have a lot on their minds, I said. Oh, yeah. Mitch told me that someone told him that she was adopted. Is that true? Yeah, it is. She only found out last week, I said. Oh, that's tough. Well, maybe she should tell her parents. If those girls won't leave her alone, then she needs to let someone know. He was right, but I didn't think that would stop Ashley and Carly. I had seen them bully kids just like this and get away with it, even after the parents got involved they still manage to find ways to make kids feel terrible about themselves. You're right, I said. I'll tell her to talk to them. I hope Ashley and Carly don't approach her today. Oh, is Josie coming to the game? Justin asked. Yes, unfortunately, all my friends wanted to come, and I couldn't stop them. And Ashley and Carly are coming too. Justin scoffed. <laughs> of course. Ashley and Carly are cheerleaders, so that's why they're coming, but... Do your friends even like basketball? Not that I know of. They're just weird, I said and grinned. He leaned over and held my hand. I'll watch out for Josie. Mitch will be there too. We'll make sure they don't get to her. Thank you. That's really sweet of you, I said with a smile. A few minutes later, we arrived at the basketball stadium. When we got out of the car, Char, Lai, and Josie were waiting for us. Char and Lai had coordinated their outfits. They wore blue tops and pants for our home team, the Rangers, while Josie wore a beautiful yellow summer dress. We all filed inside and took our seats. The three girls were giggling beside me, and Mitch and a couple of his school friends sat beside Justin. The game promptly started. There was a cheerleading performance at the beginning, starring Ashley and Carly, and then the game began. I thought Ashley was trying to make eyes at Justin, but he was too busy talking to Mitch to notice. It was more fun than I had thought it would be, sitting in the rows of Rangers supporters, watching the game unfold. They were up by three points at the start, 
but the opposing team gained a lead in the second half. Then, right before the game finished, the Rangers took the lead again. They ended the game with a stunning three more points in the last few minutes. We all hung around on the benches after the game, chatting and eating some of the candy corn that Lai had bought with her. Justin's friends were pretty cool, and seemed to get along with my friends too. As we chatted though, I noticed out of the corner of my eye that Ashley was watching me intently. She was standing with her arms folded in her cheerleading costume, looking like a typical brat. Carly was sitting down on the court beside her, chatting with another cheerleader. I looked directly at Ashley and smiled my brightest smile. I wanted her to confront me. I dared her. She seemed to pick up on what I was saying with my eyes, and she stalked over to us. Carly jumped up quickly and followed her. She was always the obedient puppy dog. So, I see you brought your weirdo friends with you, Josie. I didn't realize a fat lump like you could even have friends, she said in a snarling, high-pitched voice. Josie stopped the conversation she was having with Mitch, and Mitch stood up as if he was going to confront Ashley, but Josie grabbed his arm, stopping him. She stood up, my whole body tensed. Please let her stand up to Ashley. Come on, Josie, you can do this, I thought. You know, Ashley, it's pathetic how you always pick on me, Josie said. She was standing up now. She moved slowly in Ashley's direction. She seemed to get taller as she moved towards Ashley. I smiled as I noticed Ashley backing away slightly. Josie's voice slowly morphed into that of the strong woman that we had seen that night at my house. You really think you are better than me? She asked loudly. With your weak, pale little arms and legs? You're nothing more than a mouse. You hide behind your looks, but what are they? You're a hollow shell of a person, a tiny piece of fluff compared to the woman that I am. Who are you to judge me, huh? Tell me, Ashley. The last words boomed out across the stadium as she moved yet closer to Ashley. I felt a shiver of excitement run down my spine. Yes, she was finally standing up for herself. Ashley didn't say anything. She started taking steps backwards. Justin's friends started clapping and applauding for Josie. We all stared at Josie in wonder as we cheered. She looked magnificent, her hair waving out at her sides, her voice strong and tough. Ashley looked like a timid little mouse next to her, and Josie kept going. Do you know how many friends you have, Ashley? You have one. One friend. Look at all my friends. You think you're better than me? You think you can hurt me? You better check yourself because you have absolutely no idea what I'm capable of. Josie was almost yelling now. Her voice boomed across the almost empty stadium. Get the hell out of my sight! Josie yelled as she lunged towards Ashley. Ashley and Carly both shrieked. Josie was at the height of her power now. Ashley and Carly could both sense it, and they were absolutely petrified of her. They immediately took off. Ashley left her pom-poms on the floor. Josie never took her eyes off Ashley as she sprinted out the door. Carly was already long gone. Josie turned back to us after a few seconds. The strong and mature woman had disappeared, and the normal Josie was back. 
She grinned at us, and Mitch just stared at her with his mouth open, throwing her a high five as she passed by him toward us. She smacked his hand with hers and chuckled. What was that? I asked. You scared the pants off both of them. You absolutely rock, Lai said. Agreed, Justin said. All Justin's friends agreed too, clapping her high fives. I knew you had it in you, Char said. And maybe now they will finally leave you alone. They will definitely leave you alone, Mitch said. He was looking at her with this kind of dumb smile. I guessed he had developed somewhat of a crush on our Josie. Yeah, no one has ever stood up to Ashley like that in her life, Justin said. It was exactly what she needed. Even if they don't leave me alone, Josie said, I don't care anymore. They can just try it. I'll put them right in their places. She grinned at us. I could tell Josie was finally free of her sadness. She could finally let go of feeling intimidated by Ashley and Carly. They couldn't hurt her now because she was too far above them, too confident for them. They could do their worst, and she would let it slide off her back, letting herself feel strong and letting herself stand up to them. I agreed with Justin. I didn't think anyone would be hassling Josie from now onwards. When we eventually filtered out of the stadium, Justin's mom was waiting for us in her car. Did you enjoy the game? Paige asked. It was great, I said. We won by two points. It was really entertaining. I winked at Justin and he smiled. Yeah, it was really entertaining, he said. We drove home together and on the drive, Justin told me about his plans that night to finish up one of his assignments and get an early night. He had a football practice in the morning and then after that, he said he might come over. We could hang out, he said. That would be cool, I said. I'll check with my parents if it's okay when I get home. I'm sure it'll be fine. When I arrived home, Mom was already getting dinner ready. She had the tulip from Justin in a little vase at the center of the kitchen counter. Dad was helping her prepare dinner. So Justin thinks he can buy my wife flowers, Dad said as I walked in. Ha, no, he picked it from his garden, I said. He does it for me all the time. Really, Dad said. Well, he's showing me up. I need to have a word with him. Or lift your game, Mom said, eyeballing him. It's so sweet. It was sweet. He was literally perfect. He was kind, caring, he loved his mother, he bought me flowers, and he even thought to bring one for my mother. Could he get any more amazing? I ran upstairs for my shower and hopped into my pajamas, quickly jumping on my messenger before dinner. As soon as I got online, I had a chat from Char. Charlotte, 6.30pm. Rose, lie sleeping over tonight, and our parents are doing some sort of study on the witch, but I need your help. Rosalie, 6.45pm. I know what you're thinking, and no, I typed aggressively back. Rosalie, 6.46pm. Absolutely not. Not tonight. Charlotte, 6.50pm. If not tonight, then when? We have to do it now. We can do it after your parents go to bed. We will be in and out quickly. I got a map of where our parents think the witch could be hiding. There are four places they suspect she could be. I've looked them up online and I have pictures. Can you use those to take us there? Rosalie, 6.51 p.m. 
I have to have dinner. I shut down my chat. No way was I doing this. She had to be crazy. I ate my dinner in anger as I contemplated what she was asking me to do. Mom and Dad chatted about their days, absolutely unaware that I was fuming. Why does Shar always have to be the first one to know everything? Couldn't she just leave it alone? I ate my food quietly while Mom and Dad chatted and then grabbed a fruit ice block from the freezer and stomped back up to my bedroom. By the time I got to my computer, I had four more chats from Char. Charlotte, 8.01pm. Okay, I get that you are worried, but I am worried too. Josie is not ready to face this witch. She might have been able to face Ashley, who has literally no powers and is basically a mouse, but standing up to a real, live, grown-up witch is totally different. We need to go and check this witch out. Make sure she is far away from Josie and see if we can figure out how strong she is. Any information will be helpful. Once we have found her, we can then tell our parents and they can track her, making sure that she is nowhere near where Josie is. She had waited a minute or two and then she had sent me another chat. Charlotte, 8.02 p.m. If you care about Josie and everyone else in this town, you owe it to her to just give this a try. There will be no harm in us doing this. We will shapeshift into animals as soon as we get there. The witch will be none the wiser, and you can bring us back as soon as we get there if you don't feel safe. She waited again, and then there was another chat. Charlotte, 8.03 p.m. Lie has just arrived. Charlotte, 8.05 p.m. I'll kick that witch's butt if she tries to hurt us. That was lie. Rosalie, 8.06 p.m. Fine, I'll meet you in your bedroom in an hour, but if it feels unsafe, we are out of there before we can take a second breath. I waited impatiently for my parents to go to bed. I looked around my room for a book to read or something to pass the time, but I ended up just coming back to my computer. Justin's chat icon was grey, meaning he was offline. I thought about sending him a chat, but then thought, maybe I shouldn't. He said he was working on an assignment, and I didn't want to annoy him. I would wait until the next day and see if he still wanted to come over that afternoon. I started typing into one of my stories that I had open on my desktop. Tapping away, just for the hell of it, writing whatever I wanted. Time soon passed as I got immersed in what I was doing. I got a chat at 10.55pm. Charlotte, 10.55pm. Where are you? I rolled my eyes and stood up in my chair. I lay down on my bed and imagined Char's bed. She had a huge four-poster with purple and black sheets with flowers on them and huge square pillows. I imagined what her ceiling looked like as I stared up at it and felt the fabric of her blanket under me. I closed my eyes. What took you so long? Lai asked as I opened my eyes and was laying on Char's bed. I had to wait till my parents went to sleep, I said. And for the record, I don't approve of this. It's a dumb idea. We know, Shar said, as she handed me some printed pictures from her internet search. Do you think you could get us to these four places? She asked. Yes, I said, as I studied each picture. They were all part of the woods that I had been to. My dad loved to go hiking, and these were all key points, just off marked trails. But if we're doing this, we need to shapeshift first, before I take us there. Fine with me, Lai said. Birds, please, Lai, Shar said. Lai grabbed both of our hands 
and the next thing I knew, I was snapping my beak and flapping my wings. Being so small was super annoying, and you had to get used to not having arms and having a super long beak instead of a mouth. The three of us huddled together on Char's bed, and I began to visualize one of the first places on the map. I remembered going there last year with my dad. There was a big bush which was kind of mushroom-shaped in between two tall trees. It was weird because it was in sort of a clearing, so I remembered it well. We arrived there within the next few seconds. Shara immediately flew to the branch of one of the tall trees to get a better look. Lai and I followed her. Flying was so awkward for us, given that we didn't have much practice. But Shara was so much better at it, given it was her natural talent. We'd only been birds a couple of times before. Shar always wanted to be animals that were more fun, like monkeys swinging from trees or cuddly soft puppies. From our vantage point, we couldn't really see much. Shar flew to another tree to have a better look, but we soon realized there wasn't much in the clearing. It would be a pretty weird place for a witch to hide anyway. Even in the dark, it would have been easy to spot her in the open space. I would have bet she would have chosen somewhere under the cover of trees. Shar flew back to our branch, and we all nestled together again. I imagined the second image. This one, I thought I knew. It was sort of a cave in a hill not too far from the clearing. I remembered my dad telling me it was where trolls lived when I was four, but even at that age, I didn't believe him. After flying in and around the cave, and then around the hill and surrounding trees, we realized she wasn't there. There were no signs that anyone had been living there at all. We all landed together on the rocks facing each other. This time, we just touched our beaks together so that I could take us to the next location. This one was deeper in the woods. There was a trail, but it was thick with trees, shrubs, and moss. So thick that not much light could enter through. It was very damp and quiet except for the creaking of trees. I remembered it because when Dad and I trekked here, the mosquitoes were so bad, and mosquitoes love vampires. Anyone could guess why. We landed on the branch of a tree that I had remembered crossed over the path. All of us stayed huddled together. I knew why. This place felt like it was the right place. It felt like someone else was here. We didn't want to make any movements and draw attention to ourselves. I trusted my instincts and stayed completely still. All of us did. The path was dark because of the cover of trees, and there was no moonlight to help us see, and there were shrubs everywhere. My eyes were the only part of me that moved, darting around to see if I could make out any shapes. It wasn't long until my eyes adjusted and I saw something moving down the path. It looked like a statue. It was tall and pale. It had long limbs and was wearing a long black coat. Its face was covered by the hood. The parts of the body you could see were pale white and shone in the moonlight. It moved off the path just before it reached our tree and into the shrubs. I knew that Shar and Lai had seen it too because we all moved our heads following its direction. We could see that it had made itself at home there. There was a small clearing with a white hammock hanging from two tall trees and what looked like a small fire pit next to it. If I had been myself, I would have gasped when it took off its coat.
It was a woman. She was absolutely beautiful. Her hair was long and white blonde. Her face was round, but she was very tall and slender. She wore her hair out with a braid over the crown of her head. She also wore a long white dress with long flowing sleeves. Shar, Lai, and I looked at each other. We were all obviously expecting a fire witch to look different to her. Maybe she wasn't a fire witch. Maybe we had just stumbled on someone who was living in the woods for some reason. I highly doubted it. This felt like a witch. It didn't take long for us to realize she was a witch. With a quick flick of the wrist, she seemed to drop a ball of fire directly into the little stone fire pit she had created. She pulled a pot out of her bag she had slung over a branch and opened a can of something to put into the pot. She also opened three small packets of something and emptied them into the pot. Within a few minutes, the most amazing smell wafted through the trees. She might be an evil fire witch, but she was cooking something that smelled delicious. After she had eaten whatever delicious thing she cooked, the witch pulled a water container out of her bag and rinsed off her dishes. She then wiped them up and put everything away in her bag. Then she took a book out of her bag, and after a few minutes of reading from it, she started to chant. It was in some other language that I didn't understand, but while she was chanting, the fire started to grow tall, and it changed color from red to yellow to blue and back to red again. She seemed to be practicing something, and it didn't look peaceful. Shar and Lai looked at me. We knew she was planning something, but we had no idea what. I was about to take us all home when I noticed something else moving down the pathway. I could barely make it out, but it looked almost like it was the figure of a boy. I caught a glimpse of a red t-shirt and what looked like black shorts. It disappeared behind a tree for a moment. It looked like it was hiding from something. Then it emerged again, coming into full view in the firelight in front of us. I almost fell off the branch as my whole body jolted. Shar and Lai huddled closer to me to keep me from falling, but we all looked at each other in alarm. It was Justin. We watched him for a few moments longer. He seemed to know that the witch was there, seemed to be doing the same thing that we were, spying on her. How did he know about her, and what possessed him to be out here? It must have taken him hours to hike all the way here. Was this why he had told me he had to work on assignments tonight? Because he was looking for her? What was he doing here? Before we could find out more, the witch moved from her pose behind the book, and Justin rushed quickly and quietly back along the trail and out of sight. The witch packed away the book and lay in her hammock. I realized she probably wasn't going to do too much more tonight, so I brought us all back to Shar's bedroom. We landed on the bed, and light immediately shifted us back to our own bodies. I moved my mouth around, so thankful to have a mouth again instead of a beak. I stared at the ceiling, and Shar and Lai just stared at me. Um, what the heck was that? Lai asked, breaking the silence. She doesn't know, Shar said. She has no idea 
why he was there. Leave her alone. I just stared at the ceiling. You don't know why he was there, do you, Rose? Char asked. No, of course I don't know. He told me he was studying tonight, doing an assignment. He wasn't online when I was chatting you guys. I figured he'd just gone to bed. My mind was racing. How did he know she was there? Why did he go looking for her? Was he spying on her? Lai asked. Lai, she doesn't know. If she did, she would have told us, Char said. I have no idea, I said. I was almost in tears. I knew Justin was too good to be true. He was so sweet and kind and honest, or so I thought. Who knows what he was now? Okay, let's park that for a second and come back to it, because we aren't going to get any answers tonight, Char said. What did you guys think of the witch? Not what I was expecting, Lai said. Definitely not your standard-looking fire witch. Not that I have seen any, except for Josie. You didn't think she looked like Josie? Char asked. No. Well, I guess she has white hair, and Josie's is white. But that's about it. But what about her face? Char asked. It's the same, I said. I had noticed it too. Her face was the same shape as Josie's. What do you mean the same? Lai asked. Like, they might be related the same? Or like, fire witch and fire witch the same? We obviously don't know, Char said, rolling her eyes. But their faces are the same shape. Okay, putting aside her face, Lai said. She didn't really seem that evil. How do you figure that? Char asked. Well, she made her dinner, then she washed up her dishes. She has great fashion sense, and I don't know, she just doesn't seem evil, Lai said. I knew what she meant. We had clearly been imagining a much more evil-looking witch. Just because she doesn't look evil doesn't mean she isn't capable of evil things, Char said. Whatever she was doing to that fire did not look good. I know, but there was something about her, I said. I don't think she's the one who started the fire. Me either, said Lai. Why don't you think so? Char asked. Just a feeling I got, I said. She doesn't feel evil. Agreed, said Lai. What? So you're basing the fact that she isn't evil on a feeling you got because she looks nice and dresses well, Char asked, clearly frustrated. I could tell she just wanted to solve this case. No, I said. It was more than the way she looked. It was a feeling. Yep, Lai said. I know what you mean. Shar exhaled a breath. Yeah, I guess I sort of felt that too. She looked at nothing for a while. So, does that mean we're searching for another witch? Shar asked. I think so, I said. Me too, Lai said. It wasn't her who started the fire, I don't think. Right, well, at least we got to the bottom of that, Shar said. Now, there is still the problem of your boyfriend. She looked at me. I think we should all just get some sleep, I said. All right, we'll chat to you tomorrow, Char said. I shut my eyes and opened them again in my own bed. Frankie was asleep on the foot of the bed. He snored loudly. Even he didn't realize I had come back. 
I regretted ever going on this stupid mission to find the witch. My lovely image of Justin, being this perfect guy, had been shattered. How could he lie to me? Why would he lie to me and say he had an assignment and then go roaming the woods late at night? What was he? Was he special like us? Was he evil? Was he trying to get close to me to hurt me? What did he want with the fire witch? How did he know where she was? How did he know about her at all? Did he know what I was? I knew I wouldn't sleep at all that night, that these questions would spiral around my head until I went insane. Things were just so complicated right now, with the fire witch, Josie being adopted, Justin being out in the woods alone. My feelings for him were hurt, but still there. The school holidays started today, and I was so glad that they had, because I had no idea how I would have faced Justin at school. What would I say? I was holding on to some hope that this was all just a very bad dream. Little did I know that things were about to get so much more complicated than they ever were before, and things would never be the same for me ever again.